Hello and welcome to another episode of the FPL Hangover Podcast where we raise the bar and lower the tone all things FPL related. This week was a time of rebirth and reawakening as a certain wildcard was activated here in the FPL Hangover Hotel. That wasn't the only surprise however as a whole host of regular FPL ballers and haulers failed to deliver and in fact pulled out early leaving their FPL managers a little unloved, unsatisfied and wanting more. Not to fear folks, up stepped King Mo with another double digit haul for all those who now worship at the altar of Salah. Now as one of the most highly owned FPL options in the game, it may come as a bit of a surprise that this week all the spotlight seems to be going towards the new kids on the block. Transfer window closed since we last recorded. And speaking of new kids on the block, please allow me to introduce the Danny Wahlberg of the FPL hangover. My podcast partner in crime, Seamus. How are you getting on, my friend? I'm Mark Wahlberg. No, Danny Wahlberg. You're such a Danny Wahlberg. God damn you. Yeah. Uh, was this the toughest burn you've had yet? You always find new ways to offend me. Yeah. New I kids like, in the block. I was like, there's something. There's something I can work with this. Well, I, I was like, uh, I was like, okay, he's going to call me Mark Wahlberg here, and like, well, that's not an offense. And I was like, oh, yeah, the absolute shade being compared to Danny. You're clearly the Danny Wahlberg of the FBL Hangover, Seamus. <sighs> And I could do that every week, yeah. but uh, I don't think it's gritty enough. Well, it was definitely about the new kids on the block for me anyway, because I had a lot of new kids on the block. You did, yeah. You were the chosen one this week, as I mentioned at the, in the intro. Uh, wildcard activated, Seamus? Yeah, uh, that is to say it was active for Game Week 25 when we recorded last week. You didn't I even said, have the decency to mention it last week. Last week I said I was probably going to take a minus four or possibly a minus eight. Um, and then when I looked at the changes I wanted to make... It was really going to have to be a minus eight, and I still wasn't satisfied with how my team looked. So I said, you know what, let's just go wildcard. Full on wildcard here. The more I thought about it, and the more I kind of just got out my pen and piece of pop hair, and I kind of wrote out my team and what way it would look for the next few weeks, I was like, you know what, I'm going to need to do some I'm big surgery. It. Some, some surgery on this. Yeah. And I was, uh, I timed it, you know, timing is key in FPL sometimes, and I somehow managed to time it excellently. And I've feel like I've kind of gotten on to what the new template is or is going to be. Well, I'll be honest with you. I thought it was a good uh, a good enough idea. It kind of reminded me of uh, when I worked at the start of the season. It was like after a good week, you had a really good game week 24. Mm. And I just wanted to keep that momentum rolling a little yep. bit. And basically ripped up my defensive line and kind of fixed all the little potholes and niggles in my team. Because you really only had the mana issue that was kind of a fire. But, you know, all the little things that were building up, like kind of getting your team in line for the, yep. the end of the season. I had like zero cash in the bank, so I couldn't really do anything without taking Manny out. Um, and then if I was taking him out, I really wanted to transfer over to Van Dyke in the back, or at least double Liverpool defence and just go with Salah going forward because he's been so good. I think he's got uh, three double-digit hauls in his last five starts now, um, including this week, just gone. So I'm happy enough to have that one coverage there and just go with a double Liverpool defence, which I think is going to be the way to go forward for the next few weeks their fixtures are perfectly lined up for defensive returns um, and I also said I wanted to go to double Sheffield United defence well I have double Sheffield United defence but I didn't feel confident in Lundstrom's position that's a player we'll talk about mm. this week um, and uh, yeah I just kind of wanted to get rid of the likes of Williams who was thinking up my team Kelly who looked like he was about to lose his place he did Maupay 
like all these guys actually ended up not playing. So yeah. <clears throat> Williams got zero minutes. Kelly got zero wi- minutes. Maupay got zero minutes. Lundstrom, Lundstrom came off the bench. Off the bench. Yeah. He got like 30 minutes. Then Donker came off, came on in the 90 plus minute. He got one minute. So like I looked at it there and um, compared my pre wildcard team to my post wildcard team. And I'm better off to the tune of 19 points. So I still would have had a pretty good game. We would have had like 57, 50, oh no, 58 points. Yeah. So I would have actually, you got 50, what? Five. Nine? Minus, that was minus four, right? No, that's 55. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, yeah, so, you know, I still would have had a, an all right week, but um, yeah. But the wildcard came good, and I think uh, the vast majority of it, as you kind of alluded to there, was down to your clean sweep, all clean sheets across the board. Goalkeeper, four defenders, all clean sheets. Now, before you go bragging about it, I am going to piss on your parade a little bit. It was just three teams. There was a d- two double defence in uh, clean sheets there. Yep. So, you know, Sheffield United and Liverpool. What got me, or what surprised me a little bit, was after, like, I saw that you got your, your, your whole clean sweep and I was, you know, going through Twitter, which is the worst thing you should do when you're not happy with how FPL is going. And I was surprised with the amount of people who actually had pretty similar uh, defensive kind of returns. I suppose it's not that crazy to be doubling up on Liverpool or Sheffield United. Yeah, there's been people who've been uh, doubling up on, you know, one or... <clears throat> not too many people doubling up on both recently, I don't think, but there's been a lot of people on double Liverpool defence for a while. Um, and if you had two free transfers going into this game week and you had that Mane problem to get rid of, you probably would have been thinking like I was, let's get rid of Mane, let's bring in Robertson or Van Dijk. And, um, yeah, people would have got on that if they already had uh, Henderson. A lot of people have Henderson in goals. I've had him. He's been an absolute hero for me in the, the period I've had him. I think he's had, like, three double-digit returns since yeah, I've had him. And had they're him. the only three double-digit returns he's had this season. He's he's kind of doing, like, what Pope is kind of doing as well. He is. He's really setting them. I think he's kind of really making people question whether or not he is, you know, going to replace Pickford in the, uh, in the Euros. Yeah. They're kind of saying that. And uh, from what I've seen, he's looks great. I mean, I think in the future, like maybe not in the next year or two, but in the next four or five years, he may be real, a real contender for that. Yeah, I'm happy how... that he's a United player. <laughs> yeah, I think what they got to do is, I, I don't think they could take over from De Gea next season, but maybe the season after. So if they kind of loan him out for another season, we'll he see. could be ready because he's still very young. Yeah, we'll like, what see. is he, 21? They usually sell these guys. So Dean Henson did come good for for yourself this week, and it's kind of on the verge, like we kind of alluded to already again, the, the the Lundstrom catastrophe. And I might sound like I'm being a little melodramatic, but when you consider the impact that Lundstrom had on the start of the FPL seasons and the name he made for himself as a as a newcomer to the game, uh, it's kind of sad to see that from what we've you know based on what we're seeing, it seems like his time might be up for the starting eleven. Yeah, your time's up. Your time's up. His time's up. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it's coming for all of us, isn't it? In <laughs> it these is, uh, it these is. modern times. Is so, it? I wonder who he uh, offended. Oh, I don't know. Cancel cancel <laughs> culture. But, uh, no. If, you if, could see it coming a bit. And I think, I mean, even before they signed um, this new signing. Oh, what's this new guy's name again? I don't know. Uh, I'm blanking, completely blanking out. Before that, um, Besic was in there. Uh, scoring goals, kind of doing things like that. And Lundstrom had been out of form, so seeing him dropped, I was like, you know what? This new guy coming in is probably not going to take his spot for a while. Uh, and Bessic is probably going to be in there for a game or two. But, uh, yeah, I think we he could be in line for just an off-the-bench option. He was 
not nailed before the start of the season. We did mention him last week, and well, that was one of my last transfers I made because I didn't need to make that. Basically, I sold him this week on my wildcard, and I got 4.5 back from him, so I just put it straight into Egan. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I was kind of going to get onto. Is like you did it last week. You made the jump. If you did get in on Lundstrom at, at 4 mil, which quite a lot of FBI managers did, I assume, I assume you'd be advocating getting off him. If you were getting 4.5, I think people like myself, I'm getting 4.5 off him if I was to get rid right now. Yeah, I wasn't sure last week. It was a risk, but everything just seemed to be lining up that he's probably not going to get too much game time. So maybe he's going to get points off the bench, possibly, but, you know, he didn't really look too attacking so, you know, the last few weeks. So I'm not, I'm just not very convinced. I'm sure we'll get back to Sheffield United as we go along because they're, they're quite a, a source of. You know, but their budget enablers, they're also fucking ahead of many in the league. They're, you know, kind of closing in on a Europa League spot. So, I mean, they're always worth talking about. But before we get kind of dragged down into all that stuff, how about you tell me what you actually got last week and what your overall rank is now? Yeah, okay. Um, 77 points. That's a pretty good score. You know, that's 30 above the average. So, uh, game week rank-wise, it was uh, 112k. And that's on my uh, total points, yeah, 1462 now, which is an overall rank of 69k. You're up to 69k? 69k. 689 something. That's so fucking yeah. crazy. So, like, that is up 56k. I almost halved my rank, and this is coming on the back of the previous week where I kind of halved my rank again. So, I'm up 190k in two weeks. That's the thing. And, I mean, I was getting a lot of slack this week for, you know, kind of you passing me out and not having a great couple of weeks, but... As I said, you did it in just two weeks. No. So no, no, you used a wildcard chip. But yeah. I mean, we still have those chips left. There's still a whole lot of twists and turns to be had in this season. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you're essentially living, walking proof <clears throat> that miracles do happen, McCarthy. Yeah, I mean, if Liverpool had lost their clean sheet... Okay, I'll just go through my team real quick, actually, because to give it some context, because last week our teams were pretty much identical. Um, they had just gone that way. And I just felt like I was on a template that was kind of the old template and it was I wasn't very happy with it even though like Salah really saved my ass with the triple captaincy chip the week before and if it wasn't for that could have been a poor game week there wasn't many points in my team other than that um, and Salah look did save all our asses this week anyone who had a bad game week this week pretty much was because they didn't captain Salah yeah. from what I've seen um, the only scores I saw that were people in the 40s and stuff like that because you would have got 32 points from captain Salah yeah, so, that so was... if you saw a team that had 42 points you know they didn't captain Salah. They and captained Aubameyang or Aguero or something. The average this week was what, like 47? Yeah, 47, exactly. So, I mean, as you said, 32 points just from Salah alone. You're only looking at another, what, fucking six, 15 points from nine or ten other players. Yeah, so you know? uh, it, that's where it kind of came down to. If you, it was a bad week to zag when the obvious move was to zig. Um, so, I feel bad to see those because I was actually considering giving my captain's armband to another player because I was on the wild card. I was like, maybe I'll be a bit different. I was like, you know what? The wild card alone itself is being different enough. So I was happy to just keep it on, on uh, Salah, who that, I was confident would do well. That player you're alluding to, Seamus, I assume is the big, the other big decision you had to make with your, uh, with your team. Yeah, I, I basically, my last two decisions in the team were, yeah, do I swap Lundstrom or keep him for another Sheffield United defender? Um, or the second decision was do I keep Vardy or do I sell him for Aubameyang or do I sell him for Vardy and these were the Friday night transfers I made just before any price changes 
possibly could have happened. I just looked at the stats. I kind of thought about it, and I thought... So, Bamiang or Aguero? <clears throat> yeah. I went to Aguero in the end, um, and I saw you, not to spoil your your reveal, that your transfer last week was Aubameyang. Spoil away, shame. Yeah. Spoil away. Um, neither worked out. In fact, only two strikers scored goals this weekend. Yes. The, or at least FPL classified strikers yeah. scored in the in the Premier League this weekend and neither were highly owned it was the new boy for Aston Villa Samata and Glenn Murray the old boy yep. of the Premier League so the new boy of the Premier League and the old boy of the Premier League two polar opposites and yeah as I kind of alluded in the intro there was a whole host of blanks this week I mean as you said basically just Salah yeah that's and why it was such a low scoring kind of week in general I mean the average of 47 you gotta think a lot of people have Salah he would have pulled that up so forty one percent of the game I've said that to Yeah, so. and I, like a lot of people would have captained him too. So if he wasn't, uh, if he did nothing this week, the game week average would have been thirty five less in its thirties. But uh, he did. Um, so it was a great week for C defensive returns, like you alluded to. Henderson, my goalkeeper, he didn't change. Salah, he was on my team beforehand, captain, thirty two points. Kept KDB. I kept Jack Grealish. Um, I kept Ings, but I didn't play him. I benched yeah, him. I saw that. And uh, yeah, the rest of my... And I kept Trent Alexander-Arnold, who got six. So my other moves were... I moved on Sionchu, who has not been looking great recently. He got one point. Improved him to Van Dijk. So now I've got my double Liverpool defence. I said already I swapped Lundstrom for Egan. He got six points. And um, then my last two defensive teams, uh, players, I got rid of Williams, who wasn't, who didn't play a minute, and Kelly whose position was under threat from was it what's a ward is Moore, it yeah. um yeah and who got metaphorically sent off this week oh yeah he did actually so if he had got sent off then kelly owners might have been a bit happier because he could have come in for a while for the next few games i'm actually as a kelly owner i'm glad he's his position is now gone because it gives me the impetus to actually get off mars and do something about it i mean the likes of lascelles and uh fucking even williams i know you're kind of bitching about him but i single think for the price he's offering actually no he didn't play this week so that's him yeah ruled out but i mean up until the, that match and I was shaw played well and shaw's actually looked okay the last game and a half i've seen him yeah but you don't really want to be touching <clears throat> united with a barge pole defensively speaking unless no. you're getting in there at basement prices yeah. like oh no the only reason i'm saying shaw played well is not that i'm recommending him it's just that he might that's the same position as yeah, Williams. Yeah. Um, but I would recommend the cheapies. Lascelles I went for because he was 4.2 and he had great fixtures coming up. Uh, I decided to start him ahead this week ahead of Ings. And um, just because, you know, Ings is playing Liverpool. Yeah, And sense. Liverpool have, I'm, I was backing them with two players. Now, Ings tormented them. It could have had a penalty and, like, Alisson made a great save from him uh, at one point as well. So Ings really could have, like, doubly punished Hampton me. played well, Seamus. Like, mm. that was the thing. Like, a Liverpool, for a 4-0 defeat... It's not too often you go, you know what, Southampton weren't that bad. Yeah. You know, they actually, especially in the first half, kept Liverpool pretty fucking tame. Yeah, but you Southampton's know? fixtures from game week thir- 26 onwards now are really good. Which explains why you and kept things. Yeah, exactly. That's why I kept him. And he's that's the last time I'm going to bench him for the next foreseeable future. I also went for Stevens, uh, the Southampton Stevens. He's only 4.4. Mainly because his, if you look at his fixtures, the Newcastle's fixtures, they rotate brilliantly. So if I do decide I want to play four at the back, um, instead of playing my uh, fourth midfielder, then I can just go uh, four three three. Um, so yeah, that's uh, Lascelles. I benched Stevens, so I didn't play him this week, which was good because he got a minus one. Uh, KDB and Grealish, I said, did nothing. I also got Traore. That's where the money came from. Downgrading Manny to Traore freed up a whole wedge of cash. Um, didn't really want to back my. I'm happy it was nil all in the United game. Didn't really want him to do anything against United. Um, but he's just looked so good against the bigger teams when he's played him. Like he's got hauls against City twice, 
Um, and you know he's who's the other team he's called against Leicester or something like no not Leicester I think he got an assist against Liverpool there two weeks ago yeah yeah <clears throat> Liverpool that was it um, so he's you know he's quite good against these teams and I think he's improving the whole time and yes he's blanked quite a bit and been frustrating for our owners earlier in the season but I think he's just getting more and more consistent his crossing seems really good now and I'm happy to back Wolves it seems to me like looking at your team that you essentially kind of fixed up the little niggles like in your defence you kind of tight got you stuck with your Sheffield double defence but kept uh, you know swapped Lundstrom for a player that you know was going to play now mm-hmm. and uh, you basically kind of went off the whole Vardy uh, train and got on Wolves heavy yeah and uh, yeah Aguero is the yeah. other one because then I had this like whole wedge of cash and I could say it was like an extra 2 million I was like stick with Vardy and then make Traore somebody like Martial or someone around the 7 7.5 million mark but uh, so wasn't really fancying United's form so I said you know what let's put on uh, Aguero for a couple of weeks and he will probably come out in game week 28 has to be said since our last recording we can now confirm that there is a blank in game week 28 so my Sheffield United players um, any Arsenal players you have Man City players and Aston Villa players are all going to blank in that game week so I'm going to be benching KDB, Grealish, my two Sheffield United players. And that was one of the reasons why I didn't make Fleck my fourth or fifth midfielder. Yeah. Because that would have been benching too many players. And um, yeah, Aguero is going to miss out as well. But I'm probably going to sell Aguero that we can get Fardy back. So yeah. it was mm-hmm. kind of like, do I want to sell him when he could easily score against Chelsea knowing I'm going to lose like 0.3 in value for him or something like that? Anyway, I decided to make it was worth the decision. Didn't do anything this week, but now they've got a tasty home game against... Um, who West Ham this week? So yeah. that's potential captain. That's material. the thing. The only the only thing to be worried about is the same you'd nearly always be worried about with City, and that's you know Pep Roulette. which is uh, why I'll probably captain Salah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Salah. Uh, that's an also also a bit of a rotation risk risk this week, but uh, I'm sure we'll get into that later on. But with all that said and done, now Seamus, I think you've you've read the rights. You've you've explained your team. What was your highlight for this week? Uh, just the wildcard decisions. In that, just a whole, just a big <clears throat> cluster of highlights. It was kind of seeing. Okay, of course. Okay, I also thought that my sub goalkeeper from McCarthy, but so I wasn't unsurprised to see McGovern not play. He hasn't played all but like one game this season. But to see Kelly yeah. benched, Williams benched, Lundstrom benched, Mane benched, Malpe benched, Dendonker benched. What is that? That's like. One, two, three, four, five, six of my starting eleven benched. And you weren't so, really expecting that outside of the Mane injury, obviously. No, I mean yeah. I could have maybe expected Lundstrom maybe not to play. Well, actually, I could see. I actually could expect yeah. all like Williams and Kelly. I was like, these are risks. Uh, Mane, we knew wasn't going to play. If I sold Mane and got somebody else in, yeah, maybe I would have lost that on five players. I probably would have sold Mape yeah. and Mane this week and gone to Jimenez and Traore, but I didn't really want to go take minus points to go double. Defense. Was, so just in general, your whole like wild card worked out. That's your highlight this week. Yeah, it was just card. seeing every decision kind of come true. It was like, oh, that player I sold. Um, the, one of the reasons I played my wild card is I had all these problems, and I've correctly identified these are problems. Yeah. And now if I hadn't played my wild card, I would be looking at it going, ah, oh, do I play my wild card this week? I've got like four players, five players that didn't play last week. Maybe I'd have to take another hit after taking a hit last week. Trey or injured now. Uh, yeah, but he's like, it's only a dislocated shoulder. He's expected to be fine. Yeah, yeah. Because the man is an absolute beast. That's what Nuno said. He said, it's a dislocated shoulder. He'll, he'll be fine. If I've learned anything from films, Seamus, is that dislocated shoulders are more of an inconvenience than an injury. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they're probably more of an injury than, uh, 
the coronavirus or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that'll definitely keep you out. And good news is Icalo has been tested for that and doesn't have it. So I'm happy that's, you know, I'd say that. I was, imagine anyone who's coming from China probably. You can imagine to, what that had to do for the templates of the, the documents that players have to sign. You know, the official transfer documents It's like, oh, man, we don't have a box for coronavirus. Uh, we're going to have to re fucking formulate this whole goddamn sheet yeah well yeah. that's some <laughs> it's worth it god yeah. damn it bring a halo in that's just a bit of red tape what I'm do not... you think of that though 6.5 uh, I'm sure we'll get to it later on I think there's a question about it but um, I'm surprise. not interested in spending 6.5 on a sub player for Man United when not he start. you remember the season that he you know lit the FPL on fire I think uh, what was it five minutes for Watford five and five for Watford yeah it was good do yeah but for context again as a Watford fucking striker you weren't expecting him to bang in the goals he was doing yeah. did you ever expect that you'd now have an option to get him in your Man United FPL team or as Man United asset for your FPL team no and kind of <laughs> talking about it's kind of upsetting me a bit Okay, well, I'll move on to something that should cheer you up. And that's my FBL uh, score for this uh, game week 25. Yeah, yours wasn't too bad. It wasn't bad. as bad. Yeah, no. I mean, fact, sitting, I don't even know if it's, if it's red or green territory. Sitting next know. to you, you do know. It's red fucking territory. I got 55 points, minus four, so 51. And uh, that's all. I mean, it, was, it wasn't as bad, as I said. Like, sitting next to you with all this, like, have my rank this, have my rank that. It's easy to kind of like go, oh, this is all gone to shit. Because not only are you doing well, but I'm falling down in the mini league as well with other fucking people. And it's like, ah, fuck. But I actually only dropped 100k since the man injury, like including gave me 24, 25. I've dropped from just outside of 200k to just outside 300k. And I'm like, you know what? That is not that fucking big of a deal in terms of... I, I felt like no, I dropped, not. I have, like I doubled my rank, you know, and I felt like I'm, I'm down to fucking half a milligan. So all in all, not a great game week, but not a fucking terrible one. Uh, as you said, Salah really bailed me out. I think he was a pretty much the only return I had in my team. Um, I can't remember any right now, just uh, off the top, like between Vardy fucking... Just Trent probably, was it? Yeah, Liverpool clean sheet. Uh, but I think, yeah, the Liverpool clean sheet. Basically just Liverpool in general saving my ass this week. Uh, not a whole lot of ones and zeros. I suppose like, I should be mm-hmm. happy about that. But my low light this week was, uh, like again, something to cheer you up, James, because I know you're down the dumps, you know, 77 points. Like, you know, what kind of a, a week is that? But my low light this week was... It, it was hard to choose. There was <laughs> there was quite a few. But I think just the man that see, I seem to mention every week, Diego Rico, he uh, he had to go and lose his clean sheet, uh, which was a, kind of, a bit of a sickener. Like, once Saturday kicked off, Kelly and Lundstrom both hadn't started. So I was going, all right, the chances of me getting Rico on here are pretty high. I did fancy Lundstrom to come on for 15, 20 minutes. He hasn't played in, like, two weeks. So I was going, like, he'll probably get some minutes, but... Unless, you know, something like uh, a red card happens, Joel Ward, then I can't imagine Kelly coming on. Uh, and yeah, Kelly didn't. He stayed on the bench and uh, Rico had to go off and then lose his clean sheet. Uh, to another piece of shit fucking goal as well. Uh, for that Samata guy. And it wasn't even Grealish. It was like, <laughs> ah, for fuck's sake. So, Every week with you, man, it's it's yeah. Rico or Cantwell. One of these guys giving you pains. It's just, it's always the little fish. Yeah. The little fish fucking nipping at my goddamn... Yeah. Bunions. <laughs> that, that being said, like I saw, I only saw the highlights um, of that Aston Villa Bournemouth game. You called yourself an FBL manager. I was working, man. I was working, but I watched match of the day, and again, maybe he's just a match of the day highlights player. But Jack Grealish just looked amazing. No, know? I think it's a it's a bit above a match of the day because. Uh, 
any uh, any you know journalist, sports journalist I'm reading or listening to at the moment are all talk singing his praises, talking about how great Jack Grealish is. And I mean, you know, I obviously I'm the same as you. See probably more highlights of Villa than I do actual matches, mm. but. Anytime you see him, he, you know he looks like he's putting I've, in a shift. Yeah, I've actually watched enough uh, like Villa games this year. I can watch both legs of the Leicester to get top tie games. Um, I've seen a couple of. Um, Did you watch his hair get ruffled? Um, I just wanted to ruffle his hair and go. God, Did you Jack. see the video after the match when he's doing an interview and uh, no. two lads come up and and grab his hair when he's chatting to whoever he is? No. And oh, he gives him a fucking death stare. It's, do you know uh, how long it took yeah, me to get this, this hair perfect? Took me twenty to twenty five minutes. I do think he should stop wearing mascara. It looks like he wears mascara. I think he should just definitely stop all of it. Like the hair is fucking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's but, that's just young folks' hair these days. Yeah, maybe we're getting old. I mean, that new kids in the block reference at the start of the show was I was thinking to myself I did a dry run on, uh, on herself indoors and she didn't know who New Kids in the Block was or Danny Wahlberg and I had to sit down and go am I going to keep this in the intro like is anyone going to get a New Kids on the Block reference and then I thought man nah just accept the, the young kids aren't listening to this podcast the cool kids are I think this is the stage Xbox of the season where the young the Pokemon. kids with the damn Pokemon and their fancy haircuts. But I think uh, this stage of the season, it's, I'd say if you were to do a kind of a quick census of the, the, you know, the average age of FBL managers after Christmas, it probably fucking doubles in size. <laughs> it doubles, yeah. you know, just kind of, all the young kids are off having a life. It's uh, just Not old, waking up on Saturday mornings to check their FBL team. Yeah, the old wise heads like ourselves. That's a nice way of putting it. But yeah, that was my low light. What was your highlight? Or did, you said you were a well, wild my card highlight, highlight. My highlight was just my wild card decisions coming just in. Just your wild But card. my low light was definitely selling Lundstrom. Why? You know? Oh, just I just felt bad. Yeah, it was just yeah. kind of like, felt like the end and I thought about it and I was like, do I really want to? Maybe I just keep him in there and if he doesn't start this week, I get rid of him. But I said, no, just do it, man. You know, I just kind of was pragmatic about it and I was like, Pragmatic is one word. I would use the word heartless yeah, and cold. cold. Yeah. Yeah, There's sure. two words, but I'll, I'll use them both. But uh, yeah, that was. Uh, I do have a heart. I can admit. Uh, I did feel bad about it. That was my low light. Um, there was no joy seeing him benched again. I just can see that this is the way it's going to be going, and the next few weeks he's yeah. going to have a mass exodus. I feel, and you know what? Yeah. yeah, well, that's FPL, folks. Uh, I think we were talking before the uh, before we hit the record button, and. I was kind of alluding to how sad it's going to be see, going to be because like right now we're in an era of FPL where we're seeing coverage that we haven't seen like we're doing this 13 years and this coverage is literally 24 months to 12 months old Do you know like we've got this season and last season you had like the the official FPL kind of cracking on it mm. so what we're seeing now obviously with this kind of influx of money and advertising is real football players connecting with FPL and and you're seeing the likes of Lundstrom kind of recognize that he's a bit of a cult hero at the moment this season so I was saying like it's going to be weird when we see how the collapse because we're a fickle folk like FPL the F stands for fucking fickle (laughs) you know so I'm just interested to see when some fucking real player just freaks out and just starts giving the FBL community a little shit. We've seen that uh, before. Like, you've seen Sterling engaging and tweeting his followers saying, um, I can't can't score a hat-trick. Yeah, but that's all in good jest. What about when someone throws a a flare at him? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's anything with fantasy football. I think that's just going to be rowdy Premier League. I think the Premier League crowds have always had, you know, that kind of in their locker. 
Um, so I don't think you can blame fancy football for that. Yeah. But I uh, remember James Madison uh, scored a goal and got like max bonus there, like over Christmas. Must have been he, a while he, back. Yeah. Yeah, it was a while back. <laughs> Uh, and he said something along the lines of, "That's for all uh, my fancy managers who sold me this week." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, "I think he was playing like I think he was playing Aston Villa or someone crap anyway, uh, someone with a bad defense." And he was like, "No one was selling you ahead of fucking Aston Villa at home." They're just yeah. trying to jump on it. It's weird though. It's like it's they recognize kind of it hyper real in the sense that like it's a fantasy game that's now a layer on top of a real game. You know, it's going going to go the way of like American football and American sports over there, where they'll have. The stats of the game when they're talking about it on, you know, and uh, NBC yeah, yeah, or yeah. MSNBC, but on Sky Sports or BT, and then they'll also have like their fantasy, fantasy points yeah. on their like, you know yellow ticker on the bottom or stuff like that, or they'll be talking to people's expected goals. That's all coming. That's I know all it's three a, seasons away. It's a bit of a tangent, but like, are you looking forward to that, or do you think that's kind of the demise? Yeah, no, of course, I'm a big fantasy football nerd, so if I can see all that while it's coming, I don't like things obstructing on my screen. But like, if you can see it at like a half time or a full time when they're match of the day when they're showing the results, yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I mean, it definitely isn't something that can't be kind of you know stepped a little bit away from if it becomes too. I don't know, like kind of overruling. I mean, you know yourself, It'll just, another game will just pop up. Another fantasy Premier League game that might be the official one will just go, oh, look, here's the exact same thing, but yeah. we're calling it something different because you don't have rights to this player's fucking name. <laughs> no, yeah, it could uh, turn into a whole Pro Evo versus FIFA. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And that will happen for sure. If there's money to be made, you'll see a competition sprout yeah. up. You already have the Sky Fantasy Football. I know it's different and I'm not really kind of... But it was it was Sky's answer to the official Fantasy Premier League, you know. Mm. So you're going to have a competition, and I, I I'm with you. I suppose I kind of look forward to seeing what that does to the landscape. But uh, before we move on, my low light of the week, Seamus, you kind of touched on this as well. You got rid of Malpay. I also got rid of Malpay. So my transfers this week, I took a hit minus four, mainly due to the mana injury, and I didn't want to be kind of sitting on my uh, resting on my laurels. So I took mana out. Uh, brought in Martial and I took out Maupay and brought in Aubameyang and uh, yep neither did anything <laughs> but uh, Maupay didn't start so I instantly felt like my transfer the minus four was already lessened and it was I, justified it was kind of, yeah I wouldn't say justified because uh, you know it kind of turned out I'm a point less uh, you know kind of a point down from what I would have been if I hadn't went minus four but whatever how was I to know that but I knew then from the Saturday I was like at least I don't feel too bad because 3-3 Brighton West Ham I mean I, I kind of checked that after the match and I was like oh man if my, this is Maupay's hat-trick I know it do you know that kind of way I was like yeah of course Maupay's fucking done done loads and he didn't have you know he didn't start he didn't do anything I was like okay didn't come off the bench yeah I'm very surprised at that and I'm just going yeah okay I actually feel uh, pretty okay now that I took him out because uh, I'd want him out now that if I didn't Im- want him out yeah, last That would week. be an immediate transfer you'd want to make now. So there's, exactly. there's going to be people hurt, listening to this who are hurting with owning Maupay and they're going to be like, what do I do? And Yeah, sell him. That's what I would recommend. Brighton have like Watford, Sheffield United, Crystal Palace and Wolves in the next four. Following that is Arsenal. Not a terrible run, but yeah, uh, as you said, Seamus, if I, had, if, if I was still on Maupay straight away I'm trying to get him out of my team I'm yeah. going no he's not an option uh, and it's a bit of a sickener but yeah that was my I didn't have a whole lot of high points to choose from so yeah, yeah I'm definitely I could have said my low point was Aguero blanking because um, he had so how he didn't score in that Spurs game I don't know I, I mean, like, like that you went with the, the yeah I was more sad about that because I mean at that stage anything Aguero did was just icing on the cake fuck that you know that was did like did you see the first half 
Like Aguero could have had two goals. Oh, that's what I mean. Oh. I mean, okay, a he won the penalty. He should have at least had an assist if fucking Man City could actually score a penalty. He scored three penalties this season. Yeah. Why isn't he taking their penalties? Everyone else is missing penalties. Well, who took that penalty? Gundogan. Now, yeah. in fairness, he's pretty good. He actually, I never see him miss. I think that's the first time when he's missed in the Premier League. Uh, but my God, like, it's, like that would have been an assist. And yeah, then once they go one up, it could have been anything. And you see there was another one he missed where yeah. he was like right next to the post and, and he hit it the side it netting. The side. Yeah, no, I did. There was a few of them like that. He could have had two goals. City he hit the post. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. City should have put that game to bed in the first half without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Um, I think it was like something like 48 shots. Uh, City had uh, 40, he did no way yeah, 48 to 6 no way and Spurs 48. had no 40 yeah I guarantee you you can look it up I'll do a bit oh of, my god really? I'll do a bit of vamping but yeah yeah guarantee I'll trust you. you I'll trust you okay, no, I'll still look it up I will probably look it up before the end of the episode but I'm pretty sure it's like 48 is what I was listening to the shots that they had in that match uh, well, hence see, why I'm Mourinho sure was laughing shots, that they won the fucking I'm not sure team. they would have had that many shots I know the XG was like pretty much the XG was like Three to nil almost because like they scored with like what what do we call them? Spurs scored with two low uh, percentage chances. Now their first goal from uh, Bergwijn, he scored a cracker of a goal, and uh, Son scored a good goal as well. But they were all they were kind of from distance, edge of the box, and they were. You, you wouldn't give uh, like Ederson much shit for the goals that went in. That's what I would say. Uh, no, no, no. They were taken well. Um, but like as I said, I think Man City their expected goals that game was like about three or something like that. Um, you definitely would have expected them to score. Yeah, it's one of those rare ones where the team with the higher XG actually lost the fucking match. Yeah, once the red card happened in like the 60th minute, I was looking at it kind of going, well, it was because you could see that there were uh, Aguero was the planned substitute to come off um, at that stage. And then a minute later, they actually scored the goal. I was like, hey, they conceded now. So he's probably not going to take off Aguero because, you know, Sterling there was lucky not to get sent off. And, uh, you know, he was already on a yellow. He got sent off again. Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, where are you going with your 48? I'm just looking at the stats here. They had three shots on target and six off. Miles off. <laughs> no, I think it was 48, yeah. So I'm pretty sure they had 48. <laughs> I don't think any team I has ever had 48. The, no, I was counting them as I was watching the match. And it was at least 48 shots. Okay, well... 48 to six. Okay, well... Is, is my guess on that. I think, actually, Spurs only had, like, two shots on target. Or three, maybe three. They might have had one afterwards, but... No, yeah, again, it was a smashing grab. The red card made a difference. I was the shots as I watched the match. Actually, I'll tell you this. I watched pretty much that whole match. I missed 15 minutes after the second half. Uh, did not know a penalty was missed until this morning. Uh, yeah, when I was, uh, whatever, fucking reading. And I just it was like, talking about Gundogan missing the penalty... And I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? Did you about? not see that whole five minutes? That was a crazy five minutes. Was that after the second half? No, that was first half. No, I must have missed it. So, like... You don't have to explain it. No, but the, you, you missed the whole thing. So, basically, what's his name? Aurier dove in, fouled Aguero. No penalty given, even though it looked kind of like it was a blatant one. It was a stupid one to dive in for. Um, they went up the edge of the pitch. Aguero was on the ground for ages. It took a whole two minutes. Like, so much time had gone by. Two whole minutes had gone by before... The ref just went, oh, something in my ear. Oh, penalty. Gave the penalty. They went back down, took the penalty. Gundogan missed it. Uh, Lloris pushed out to the side, but he spilled it. So Sterling went dashing in. Yeah. And then Lloris came flying out, took him down. Then there was another VAR check to see, is that a penalty or not? Because he didn't give the penalty. Uh, Then there was like, no penalty. And then Sterling, who'd already been just avoided getting a... A potential red card earlier in the game 
could potentially have gotten a yellow card for diving. Yeah. But he didn't give him a yellow card for diving. He went back and he gave a yellow card to Zinchenko and for Tongan. Yeah. For, not for Tongan, Alderweireld for uh, fighting. So it was like a crazy five minutes. It was brilliant. Yeah. I loved it. See, this is what happens. Shit for you... football, but great for drama. This is what happens when you don't listen or don't watch matches with the audio on. I'm just watching them in silence, you see. So I don't listen to what the commentators are talking about. So oh, if I don't see it, I, it never happened. Yeah. But uh, I wish that was the way it was with FPL. Yeah, it was a great. It was, uh, <laughs> it was a great game from just a neutral's point of view because I just was like, just score goals, Sergio or Kevin. Yeah. Um, yeah so. Kevin, yeah, or Sergio, you would have taken either. I almost didn't want Kevin to do anything just because I didn't want to see you just having a mate. I was like, fuck off. If he gets 20 points here, he's going to get like 100. I was like, no, just end it all. Just pull the plug. Just, you know, end the fucking game. But uh, I think that's enough flipping and flapping about our fucking teams. I think it is time, ladies and gents, for the drunk tank. All right, yeah, straight into the drunk tank. We have... Few questions this week. We'll start with uh, with Tom Mariachi's question. Tom, mm. a man who's he's always good for a question. He usually throws in a question, and he's got a Soyuncu and a Lundstrom dilemma. Okay. He said, "Look, Soyuncu is not returning points recently, although the fixtures are turning shortly for Leicester. Um, Lundstrom has been dropped and could be destined for one point cameos off the bench going forward. He also blanks in game week twenty eight. Should he sell one or both, or keep faith and be patient with them?" Yeah, I think we kind of touched on the whole Lundstrom side of things there a while ago. Um, yeah, we're both of the opinion that it's essentially time to to get off the Lundstrom kind of train. I mean, I bought him at four mil, so I'm in no massive rush, but he's taken up a spot in my team that I think I can fill with a better 4.5 option, and I'm looking straight at Newcastle. You know, so that's to be straight with the Lundstrom thing. I think we've touched on that, but Sayunchu is someone we've kind of neglected a little bit, and yeah, I suppose it's not a, a massive surprise that Leicester hasn't been the focal point of our conversations for the last few weeks, considering how much their their returns have dried up. Yeah, but it's so subpar. So subpar. And I think, yeah, maybe you wouldn't have been expecting a clean sheet against Chelsea this week. I know I wasn't. I rested Sanchu. Something I nearly forgot, by the way. I was looking at my team on Saturday morning. And I was you like, benched him? I benched Sanchu, yeah. Hmm. Uh, and because I wanted to he play. He came on for you, though, did he? Uh, no, I don't think he did. It was between, I can't remember, I think it like, Alexander Arnold, Kelly, and Lundstrom played, and uh, Kelly again got swapped for Rico. Hmm. But basically, I was looking, and I was going, "Why the fuck am I playing Sancho?" I was like, "I actually don't think Leicester are going to keep a clean sheet here," <laughs> and swapped him for Ings. That was my thing, my decision. It was like, do I go oh, yeah. Leicester clean sheet or fancy Liverpool nicking a, a or Southampton nicking a goal at, at Liverpool? I'd rather back Ings than Sancho. Yeah, that was my logic, and that was something I was just kind of. I was so focused on the Mane, what the fuck I do with Mane? I wasn't even looking at my team, and it was literally. Mm-hmm. 25 past 11 when I went no no whoa, whoa, whoa. that's not the full 11 I want but I'm kind of digressing there but yeah Soyuncu is a bit of a problem like you got rid of him last week yeah I got rid of him it seems like so long ago remember when he was like getting points and he was all stuck to our bench he was getting a goal he was getting a goal then he was getting a couple of clean sheets and things I wouldn't like go that. too far with the fucking goal was he got like one goal this year maybe two that was his only goal but it was like yeah. he got a goal and he got bonus and then the following week he got a clean sheet and he got like three bonus as well yeah. and he was sitting on our benches with eight and nine points and things I remember. like that um, I, mean, I think was he on our bench one week with like 14 points or something like that I don't want to get too bogged down in the member berries but he was definitely like Super great value and then for we, 4.5. Yeah, then we all started him for like the next six game weeks in a row. And he got one clean sheet. and He got maybe he got got two clean yeah. sheets and he got a couple of bonus. He got eight points only recently enough. 
And it was like, oh yeah, good. But then he's been so. Then the, ne- the last three or four games, Leicester have Leicester themselves are just so really poor. Hundred percent, it is um, Leicester. It's not him. Like he's in the. It's not just an individual issue because he's he's actually pretty good. <laughs> he's again his he's own young. performance. Yeah, but his own performances have dipped recently. Johnny Evans looks like the better defender in that team at the minute. And Johnny Evans has always looked like the better defender. Yeah. But he's also looked way more threatening on set pieces. Johnny Evans, every yeah. time I watch match a day, is whizzing a header like straight past the post, or keepers pulling off a worldly save, and he's had goals disallowed recently and stuff like that. So I like to imagine a Turner and Hooch situation. Turner and Hooch. <laughs> yeah, where who's Turner? Who's Hooch? Well, Johnny Evans is clearly Tom Hanks, you know, and <laughs> he looks more she- Colin Hanks now yeah, than Tom yeah. Hanks. But he I get does it. Look a I bit get- more Colin Hanks, yeah. but I I just kind of think he's this young pup. So he's this young pup. He's he doesn't really play by the rules. He plays by his own rules doggy and rules. doggy rules. <laughs> and yeah, basically, and Johnny Evans is keeping him in line. Oh, so enough. that's the little dynamic I like to watch. Yeah, but in terms of FPL options. Their fixtures are improving, as said there, and they do play in game week twenty eight. Um, a nice away match against Norwich. Yeah, I I don't really want them for the next two, um, and maybe they'll do maybe they'll do better from game week twenty eight onwards. It was a worry when I was selling him on my wild card. I was like, I don't want this. He's been doing terrible, but Leicester are that sort of team. As soon as you sell their players, because you're like, okay, Madison, whoever's not doing well, they will go on a, a spell or a streak. So sometimes you have to be patient with them, and you have paid very little for them. I think it's worth getting rid of on a wild card. I wouldn't prioritize it. I, I think Lundstrom. I'd focus on Lundstrom. I think it's time to go. I'm. I've already nailed my colors to the mast. I've sold both Toms, so I think they're both good to drop. But it does depend on who else in your team. Like if you've got bigger problems in your team, focus on those. Like I would nearly say focus on getting rid of Malpe or someone like that. Then. Either of these. If you have Mappe, yeah. There's a few. Maybe it's wildcard time. But I went um, Lundstrom to Egan, and I think that's a fine swap. I mean, I was thinking of going Stevens, the left back, for 5.1, but even though he looks much more threatening, he hasn't really returned a whole lot. That's so, wise, it's not, uh, yeah, it's not looking too te- too uh, too much in the difference between the two. Yeah. Do you get me? Yeah. Uh, well, look, Egan's getting his head on corners. I don't expect him to score. I just If they get a clean sheet, I want him to get six. Um, Henderson is where I want to get my Sheffield United points because he seems to get save points and bonus and stuff. So yeah. Lundstrom had the kind of the benefit of being that out of position, uh, four million option, but that was before we even knew what Sheffield United were capable of. Now we know they're you know essentially this year's Crystal Palace in the sense of they could keep a fucking clean sheet here no matter who they're playing. So they're pretty tight. And they can nick a goal. And they can nick a goal and and then keep a one 0 lead. So but they ain't banging three or four goals in. No, so that's why I'm not looking at attacking options. But if I had a Lundstrom, I wouldn't have any issues just swapping him out as you said for an Egan or Stevens or mm. whatever way you wanted to do it. I think fate in Sheffield United's defence is not something to be sniffed at but Lundstrom unfortunately is not the, the, the most viable route in there yeah I would have faith with other players I don't think you need to be have faith with these 4 million players because they generally speaking apart from one Bissaka last year who was consistent throughout they usually are only like half season wonders and stuff like that you never normally get someone who's 4.0 who's or 4.5 or something like that in midfield who's going to be that exceptional value throughout the season so mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think you need to kind of you were saying last week you you thought he was going to be season keeper um, Lundstrom I mean yeah but in, you must I could, be revising that now I can still justify my 4 million just sitting there and never moving it but I mean if it's the stage of like yeah I don't want I, like, I want to have I always want to have one kind of throughout the season guy in my team but I'm not going to fucking choose that over FPL points but if that's your own like I've got two Sheffield United defenders and I think I'm 
very happy to play double Sheffield United for the next uh, upcoming games. Like, let's have a look at their fixtures here. Uh, Bournemouth at home, Brighton at home, then a blank, and then Norwich at home and Newcastle away. I mean, yeah, no, they're fucking. If, if he's your only Sheffield United player, yeah, and he's only getting one point in those games. Would you not at least like to go to another Sheffield United player and at least get your six points? See, I have the wonderful dilemma, like not unsimilar to or dissimilar to Tom's question there. He's got Soyuncu Lundstrom. I have Soyuncu Lundstrom, Kelly and Rico. So my defense is fucking bare bones right now. So I'm happy. That's what I mean in terms of I, I can leave Lundstrom there another week or two and maybe deal with Kelly. He's my priority to kind of sort out first because I'm four point four and I'm, I can change that to Newcastle right now. And as I said, we already discussed after the Arsenal fixture this week, Crystal Palace, Burnley, Southampton, Sheffield United, and that continues uh, to the end of the season, give or take. Actually, I don't know if it continues all the way to the end, but it continues for a few weeks after. And uh, so that's my priority. But if I was just looking at like a Lundstrom. Or Sayunchu thing right now, I'd probably go Lundstrom, sort that out. Fucking get on Egan, get on Stevens, get on someone. All right. Yeah, but well, that's well well discussed. Okay, we've we've gone through our thoughts and we don't need to talk about Lundstrom anymore. No. Um, it's too it's too hurtful, Seamus. You know? Yeah, and uh yeah, the second part of his question there is uh what are our thoughts on uh Bergwin or Bergwine, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, and uh Bruno Fernandez debuts this week. Yeah, I believe he phrased it with, no doubt, we've already covered Bergwin and Bruno. I would like to thank you, Tom, but you are grossly overestimating our professionalism here as an FPL podcast. Well, we do have more other questions from other people about Bergwin. Oh, do Not we? so much Bruno. Yeah. Yeah, Bruno's yeah. an interesting, interesting one. Like, we haven't... Uh, whoa! <laughs> nearly knocked the mic. Uh, but, like, yeah, he's an interesting one. Since we last recorded... Now, he's a United player. That wasn't the case. Um, it's kind of a little bit of the reason I went with Martial. I was, I was kind of hoping that there's a bit of a bounce here. Maybe something clicks. Bit of a punt, you know. Did I mean, you watch the game? I watched the game uh, as much as I ever do. And uh, I actually stopped off. You know what I mean? Usually I have my stories about how I leave work. And by the time I reach home, the little things happen at the end. I was so invested in the game, I actually just stopped straight off the pub after work. I went, I'm watching the end of this match here now. I'm going to have a point, and I want to see what the fuck happens. I thought it was a good enough game. Um, I know, I mean, as a United fan, I was kind of just... I, I was interested in seeing how uh, kind of Fernandez was fitting in. I think that's why I was watching. I was like, kind of glued to yeah. that part of it. FPL-wise, no, not at all. Like, not, not for... I think he could be. He could be, for sure. But not, not based on the, on the last game he's playing very deep. He was basically playing where Matic game. would have been playing. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's where he's going to be constantly playing. I think, you know, with Fr- Fred and Matic will be there and when McTominay's back, those are the two holding midfielders and he's going to be the more advanced yeah. kind of playing where, I was going to say where Pogba should be playing. I don't know if it's where Pogba has been playing, but where Pereira or Mata, where, Pogba where, where Mata like was playing play. in the last game. Yeah, Almost exactly. in the in the 10 role. Um. He definitely looks like he's comfortable on the ball. He moves it quickly. He seems to have an eye for a pass. Um, doesn't seem to be, you know, crippled with that fear that a lot of many United players have from losing the ball by playing, you know, risky true balls and stuff like that. Well, I mean, he loves a you, shot. How would you not have that fear when you've got Ollie screaming at you from the sidelines? Well, I'm glad to see him scream at Lingard because yeah, yeah. somebody needs to be screaming. I think at everyone loves that. I yeah. think that bought him another two to three years. They definitely bought him another <laughs> game or two in my eyes, anyway. But I, yeah, I, I, I do subscribe yeah. to. He is probably the worst manager we've had in the last. An interesting kind of perspective on the whole. Oh, sorry to cut you across. Yeah, he is. Who you think Solskjaer is? Yeah, uh, well, I think he's probably a worse manager than Moyes was, and so if with, with, with that in Moyes. mind, that means he's the worst manager we've had in thirty years. 
Yeah, uh, only time will tell. I think uh, I'm not going to get bogged down to it because that's a whole fucking yeah. different podcast. But he's, he's won episode. another couple of two, at least two games more because yeah. of shouting at Lingard. And if he could maybe hop a water bottle off Lingard's head at halftime, that would buy him another couple of games. You could do that thing that remember Mourinho did in the Europa League about two seasons ago. He picked up the load of water bottles yeah, and, and he just, just smashed, smashed them on the ground. Them. But that the was because star, he was happy. The goddamn rock star. Yeah. Which, uh, which we've yet to see from Ole, but I think only time, you know, will tell in that regard. But in fa- as far as Bruno goes, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head there. There could be more to come from him, but it's a big wait and see. Uh, I'm happy to, I mean, with United right now, you know, no one's really dying to get in on him. I mean, this is coming from the guy who just transferred in Martial. So, I mean, like I knew doing that, I was kind of going against the fucking grain a little bit. Because uh, I believe we might even have a question about getting out Martial in uh, in this week's drink tank. But uh, as far as Bruno and Bergwin goes, Tom, I'd be looking at Bergwin a lot more than I'd be looking at Bruno. Yeah, I goal. I knew nothing about uh, Steve Bergwin uh, before that game, and he was thrown straight in and scored a brilliant goal. He looked yeah, he looked uh, he looked lively enough at the start. Um, you know, he's getting around and. Uh, yeah, he seemed to kind of not be involved so much then after a while. But Man City were just getting so on top. But that goal, man, the way he took yeah. it and then smashed it in before it even bounced, that's quality finish. If he's got that in his locker, who knows? I, we want to monitor. He's still pricey, 7.5, but there's definitely a, mar- a gap in the market around that price. There is. There is. That's the thing. And that's one of the issues when I you know, chose Martial this week because I didn't know who else really I wanted to invest in. Like, I knew... The double Liverpool defence thing was kind of where I want to go long term. But I was like, for this week, kind of want to have a bit of an impact. Yeah, that actually does bring us on quite uh, nicely to the next question we have from FPL Rossi. Where he has said he's struggling to find a decent replacement for Martial at his price point. Um, it says, it's early days yet, but what do you think of Bergwin? That's uh, where he, So he's looking there as well. Um, he doesn't want to double up on Woods with Traore because he already has Jimenez and he has Grealish. So he kind of he's talking about the price point structure where... You kind of go, right, well, I've got a 6 or 6.5 million midfielder. I also want a 7.5 to 8 million kind of midfielder. Um, and I think that's a really good good way to play it. So you can kind of move between assets. Whereas a lot of the guys in that 7.5 million to 8 million mark aren't performing right now. I'm talking like the likes of Madison, Lucas Moura, and now Martial. I'm not convinced of Martial. So he's come off him just after as you've come on him. Do you think that Martial it might have been a mistake or are you still happy to give him time? I don't and think he's come off him yet. I think he's looking to come off him. Yeah, uh, he's looking to come off him, I should yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, for me, like one of the issues from from watching the Man United Wolves match is that they're basically playing Martial in a role that he's just like as a holding uh, a hold up kind of forward you know your traditional number nine it's like you can pump the ball up to him he'll take it down and you know everyone will kind of pass him out and he that's not his that's not his style that's he, not the kind of game he plays not only is it not his style he doesn't want to play that no that's you what see, I mean you, you see the highlights in the game and he's like constantly dropping out of there and he's coming out to the left he's coming outside the box which is fine but then he's helping get the ball into good positions but then there's no one to cross it into because that's where he should be yeah so, but, but my only it, like the the big pro of Martial is that he is a seven point nine out of position player playing for a team trying to get to the fucking yeah. Champions League spots or whatever the fuck they're trying to do right now. But at least you know they're they have something they're aiming for, and he seems pretty undroppable. Uh, so for me, like. <sighs> I'm willing to see out the Watford match. You know, this week they've got an away match against Chelsea. They've beaten Chelsea 4-0 this season uh, already. So, Chelsea are defensively 
they're not much to write home about, if you ask me. I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, it, there's a chance he could do something. And then you've got a Watford match at home to Watford afterwards, who I know have tightened up a little bit. But if there's like a bunch of blanks up until that, then you've got Everton, City, Tottenham. Maybe I'd be looking at getting rid of him. But right now, as you said, James, this is a bit of a kind of... Yeah, yeah, there's not a whole a lot in there. There's not a whole lot. Um, I do think that Bergwin could be uh, a good option, but well, it's very hard to recommend a player when you've only seen one game and, yeah, he scored, but will he continue to score every week? Yeah, the, definitely be giving him a bit of time just to see what Mourinho even plans on doing with this guy. Yeah. Like, you, I have a feeling that now that he scored, assuming that the little bit of cramp uh, he went off with gets kind of shaken off, he'll mm. start again because, you know, Mourinho tends to have his favourites. Mm. And this guy did be you know was transferred in under in the Mourinho era, so that's going to give him a, a plus anyway. But he's definitely a wait and see. But I just kind of wanted to touch on on Rossi's question a bit, you know, more specifically on the whole doubling up on Wolves thing, because you have doubled up on Wolves. You've got Traore and Jimenez, and he's kind of he's kind of hesitant to do that. What are you, what are your thoughts on that? Because I'd be kind of more on Rossi's side here. I. Especially with Wolves kind of fixtures, I know they like playing against big teams. But Leicester and Spurs uh, in the next three, doubling up. Yeah, it, it's risky. Uh, it was the one part of my wild card. If I could have found someone better than Traore in there, I would have liked to gone there. But like Rossi said, there's kind of a real dearth of you know midfield talent in there at the moment. Um, Son is a player I think is kind of good as a third uh, midfielder or what fourth? Yeah, well, third midfielder. He's if you make Grealish your fourth but yeah, um, I think anything I above think, five doesn't matter <laughs> yeah but Son is just uh, couldn't reach for him and I would say look if you can Rossi Son is a good option maybe I, I you might try try out uh, Bergwin for a while the player I was considering for a while in there um, but it's coming down in price would be something like Trossard for Brighton but again feels like a risk Potter is rotating his team so much that he could just be benched one week. Out Potter no is rotating his team because Brighton are fucking floundering, man. And like, yeah, I like they really Brighton. Are. And I know they got they came back and came back from a 2 0 deficit and drew 3 3 this week. And fair play to him. I do want him to do well, but it's not looking good, man. No, it's not. But at least their fixtures aren't that bad. Not the worst. I mean, they've got uh, two home games against Watford and Crystal Palace. Then they're away to Sheffield United and Wolves. Like, the away games are pretty tough. The home games are still not that tough. But if they are going to survive, they're going to have to pick up like six points out of those games. Yeah. No. So, I mean, if they do that, they got to score goals. Maybe they'll just get relegated. I don't know. But I think there's worse teams down there than them. No, and I'm with you in terms of, the, as we said already, there is a bit of gap, a bit of a gap in the market and that kind of price. Traore, what I like about him, what I like about him, is that his price is just like, it's still less than six million. Yeah, Do you know, so I mean, I wouldn't have too much of an issue, especially if he was your fifth midfielder. I mean, with the whole man injury, it's very possible that he is someone's fifth. Is he your, your He's fifth? my fourth. I've got Hayden in there. Oh, well, yes. As soon as I went to Aguero, I could either have like Vardy and then um, have like Fleck as my fifth midfielder, or I said, you know what, I'm going to go Aguero and just bench Hayden. Yeah, don't need him. Uh, he plays in game week 28 when that when our team blanks, so I just have him in there and. Um, yeah, not worried about him. But I think Traore as a fourth isn't too bad. I'm happy to give him a run in yeah. the team if I play him four weeks in a row. The um, last time I doubled up on um, Wolves when I had Sice and Jimenez. I also had Dendonka in there. Um, so I guess I tripled up. But I only was really playing two. Like, <laughs> yeah, two or not. Dendonka was just nailed to my bench. Yeah, the last time I'd done that and the last time other people went with Traore and Jimenez, 
they didn't really get a whole lot of joy out of it because they no. were benched, he benched these players in the Man City fixtures. But I'm going to give it a go. I actually don't think it's that bad. I can understand the reluctance to do it, but Jimenez is a lock in my team. Yeah. He's just too good. Um, so I'd be straight with you, Rossi. If I was getting rid of Martial, I would be going with Traore far faster than I would be going with Bergwin. Uh, take his goal out of this weekend. Spurs were fucking shit. Uh, I mean, proper shit. Uh, I think I'd be a lot more worried. I mean, I know they beat Norwich what two one the week beforehand. Again, flattering. They were they could have lost that. Norwich could have yeah. done that. Uh Deli Ali throwing a bit of a strop again when he was taken off this week. Uh I just uh I wouldn't be surprised if Spurs like this Man City thing was more of a blip and I would expect their kinda their previous run of form, i.e. conceding goals and maybe scraping the idle win to mm. continue. I don't think Spurs have turned a corner. Yeah, yeah, and as you said, Matt um Martial could actually start doing better now. Um, especially yeah. if Matic comes back and Bruno Fernandes is playing a small bit further forward and they have a bit of time over the next uh, mm. winter break that's coming up but don't conflate kind of... Spurs being shit with Martial might do better because <laughs> United are still pretty fucking yeah, shit right you, now yeah United are poor but I'm saying that's uh, a zero like that's no transfer you, you could always just, just hold and just see how he does he could score against Chelsea yeah. I'd also like to before we move off just quickly point out uh, the Graylish reference I believe that's a a nod to you Seamus and your refusal to learn English oh he actually said Graylish I didn't even realise that he spelled it out properly Ugh. Yeah. Um, there's another question from Didi and uh, this guy who's a big fan of ours of our questions at least anyway he likes asking uh, questions the last few weeks I'm going to assume it's of the fucking podcast yeah <laughs> not yeah. the questions and it's at 70 or at left a 78a yeah. Seamus we've got to market these people well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Um, well, he has asked, does anyone fancy Redmond for a few weeks? So, kind of going from that midfield kind of question, that slot, what do you think of Redmond? I think, yeah, as you said, it kind of feeds in from the Martial thing. And again, maybe this is due to a kind of gap in the fucking midfield market at the moment. And Redmond, yeah, I for me, Southampton, lovely run, run of fixtures. He's a nice punt, you know, that kind of way, yeah. like... What what's his ownership right now? He's that price just below uh, Martial. He's six point two in price. He's less than one percent owned. That's He's insane, not by nine percent. But he did have an excellent game there against Crystal Palace in game week twenty four, where he got a goal and an assist. He's only got three goals for the season, but we've seen how he performed the back end of last season. Yes. He was really really yes. good. So he has it in his locker to turn it on for spells, and their fixtures are really good. And he was somebody I looked at in my wildcard team. I just preferred Traore, but every kind of wildcard team could do with having that one player in there who's just a bit of a wild card uh, if you pa- pardon the <laughs> pun but basically yeah that kind of uh, kind of risky player who could really bang or haul that no one's going to have and I did consider you know for a while going for um, him over that but I think that would have just priced me out of uh, Aguero by 0.1 so I, I didn't actually go for that in the end as soon as I said I was going with Aguero Redmond was yeah. uh, I wouldn't back against him problem is you have to have Ings, I feel like. So then you're backing double Southampton attack. You love doubling uh, up Well, I, I, I've doubled up on Southampton defence. I've got McCarthy in goals. You've doubled up in Southampton. Yeah. You've doubled up. I've tripled up in Southampton because yeah. I have the, him, um, Stevens. Stevens and Ings. Doubled up in Sheffield, doubled up in Liverpool, doubled up in Wolves. Mm. If a fucking, I don't know, solar flare takes out half the British football <laughs> team, you're fucked. Uh, I'm, like, I'm, I'm going big or I'm going home. I'm kind of like choosing, uh, nailing my mask, my colours to the mask, and I'm saying, 
these teams are good. All these other teams are shit. Yeah. I'm backing these guys. You don't and it worked out last week. You don't want to nail your mast. That would that would be that would catastrophic be, be for sore. your sailing experience. Yeah. Oh, that's a different kind of mast. But uh yeah, no, I'd be with you, Seamus. I think I like it, Didi. I like where your fucking head is at in regards to Redmond. Bit of a punt, so you kinda know straight away, you know, not to be expecting a massively a massive ceiling or anything. Mm. Uh if I didn't have Ings, I'd be looking at it a lot closer. If I did have Ings, I think that's about as much of the Southampton attacking options as I want. I would throw out War Prowse there. I he I assume he's still getting his game. I haven't actually. Yeah, he's playing right back in the last game, so he's yeah. like playing out of position. Is he know. playing right back now? He's playing right back because they've sold. Uh, Suarez. Not sold. Yeah. The Suarez is on loan, and uh, who's that guy they had last season? That Valerie. Was... Yeah. Valerie. Is he just like not an option anymore? I think he's crazy young, and he was kind of shit at the he start was, of the year. He was rubbish last season anyway. I mean, well, he was he, he okay for spells, year, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, he was playing right back, and he wore pro. So he's out of position. But he does have the set piece fucking things. Uh, I'm just I mean, saying. I'm not going to get him for penalties. Well, now no. that you've had that, Lefe or Didi, uh, just absolute shitting on War Prowse, <laughs> uh, I think we're going to you basically agree unanimously, Redmond in your team. First thing you do when you hear this podcast. Yeah, not a bad option. No, I, I kind of like it. I kind of want to see you do it because I want to hear how it goes for you. And I want to I want to see you fly and get these massive return hauls and then kind of go, you know what? Those guys in the Hangover pod recommended him yeah. or at least gave him the thumbs up, seal of approval. Um. I have another two questions here. Quick one here from uh, the FPL Daily Lama. And he has asked, how did this week's uh, ECL head-to-head go for you, Jer? Yeah, another shameless fucking self-promotion in our drunk tank this week. Yeah, uh, I was actually playing Daily Lama in the FPL Elite or Elite FPL Champions League. You don't say. Uh, yeah, I don't say. Uh, and he hasn't checked the score. He's just... Uh, I just think he's asked. just randomly asking. Um, no, he did. He beat me. He took the three points this week. He had a score of 68 and I had 55. Nice. So There yeah. was some... Uh, the, the one thing in that question that I didn't mention was some of the uh, emoticon smiley faces, winky faces there that was, he put in yeah. there. He knew. He knew, knew full well knows what he well. was doing when he submitted that question. Yeah, he won. Fair play to him. It hasn't been a great start for me. Uh, I think there's been five matches. I've won two, lost three. So, yeah, it's still all to play for. Yeah, the last couple of games I think you've lost, have you? I've lost the last two, and I won, yeah, the one before. But look, it's all to play for. I'm having tremendous fun, at least for now, until I get booted out of the competition. And then I'm going to rain a whole bunch of slurs down on top of this uh, FPL Elite Champions League. So I just, just I like the format. I like the look of it. Um, a lot of fucking work put in. Check there, that on the, the Daily Lama's uh, page on Twitter. And, uh, uh, I, ha- I would like to wish Daily Lama a happy Burns Night as well. I believe <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? A Scottish thing. Maybe Burns Night was during the week, and uh, no he's idea. a Scottish lad. So uh, happy Burns Night to you. Uh, next question. Don't let me dwell on this shit yeah. too long. He also said, oh, keep doing what you're doing, lads. So, okay. He must be... Uh, he must be talking to me. must be... Uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe he's saying, keep doing what you're doing, as in keep losing to me in the Champions League. I think he means keep knocking it out of the park. Yeah, in terms I think of so. Podcasts, yeah. Thank you, Daily Lama. And, uh, yeah, last question then comes from Liam, who's at Spurs Liam 7 um, He's asking our thoughts on Jared Brown and Igalo. Uh, obviously, Igalo. They both signed for 6.5. Igalo, playing for United, of course. And uh, Jared Bone recently signed from West by West Ham from Hull City. Um, 
I know nothing about this guy. I had to look him up just to find out. He's got a great goal-scoring record for Hull the last couple of seasons. Um, young fella from all accounts, by all accounts, I should say. Uh, came for decent money. And, uh, yeah, see, 6.5. I'd be with you, like, prior to the transfer, never heard of the chap. But it does give us a great excuse to talk about how shit West Ham are looking and how shit their fixtures look. So I don't give a fuck if they've just signed Mbappe. City away, Liverpool away, home to Southampton, a revived Southampton, away to Arsenal, and then home to Wolves. And that's just the next five. It doesn't really look a whole lot better between there and the end of the season. No, after that, they still have uh, yeah. like Spurs and Chelsea. <laughs> it United. just gets oh. shitter and shitter. And, you know, the, the talk amongst the West Ham fans is that they feel like they're down already. They, their heads are dropped. They, you know, they know that yeah. Between now and the end of the yeah. season, it's just one big fucking pile of shit that they have to eat nearly every week. Yeah. So as far as Jared Bowen goes, I wouldn't touch him with yours. <laughs> yeah. But, What's uh, wrong with mine? <laughs> I just said I wouldn't even I wouldn't touch, touch him, him with, with yours. Uh, Ikalo. I literally wouldn't touch him, just yeah. in case. Just in case. Coming like from corona, China and all that. Yeah, that Corona thing might still be on his uh, on his. Uh, Bag, <laughs> not a nice ball bag. Somebody, gear bag. somebody coughed in his gear bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, six point five, good price. Uh, but like you'd have to see, he hasn't even played a game for United yet. So no. big, big wait and see with that lad. I'd really love if he reeled back the years a little bit and started. I mean, not just because I'm a United fan, but uh, as an FPL player, I would like to see a strange return from him because it's not something I ever expected. As we already said. But uh, a big, there are two big fat wait and sees. Yeah, unless um, unless he's playing centre forward and he's starting, and Martial is kind of pushed out to the left, you know, where in the kind of position uh, Rashford was playing and where Martial has played in the past, which is what I assume they want to do. If he does something like that, that might interest me in Martial more. Yeah, which exactly. is kind of uh, because it's kind of a bit of an inverse because then all of a sudden he's a midfielder playing as a midfielder more so. But it's kind of a position he works well at, like yeah. running into the box, attacking the box. Nagala might interest me then, but I don't see him starting. Well, Martial um, would interest you more than you were saying. Yeah, Martial would probably yeah. still interest me. Would interest me more because there's so many good forward options. I mean, what am I going to just ignore Jimenez, Ings, Aguero, Aubameyang, Vardy? Uh, all these guys to get a Gallo I'd no. be looking so no interest in a Gallo I think even if he started and was scoring goals I wouldn't be interested in not yeah. with the other options I'd be looking at the knock on effect that a Gallo would have on United in general like, yes. does that mean Fernandes is getting assists does that mean Martial is getting goals or looking more attacking but in terms of himself no I, as you said Seamus there are a lot of options strikers about 6.5 Jar- Jared Bowen is interesting because he's a midfielder and there's a real dart of midfield options here at the moment that are, are really you, useful you said dart are you saying are you trying to say dart Second time we've done it now in this podcast. I say dart. Dearth. D-E-A-R-T-H. Is that the word dart? I've been saying dart the whole time. Dearth. D-I-R-T-H. Dearth. 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 We'll come back next I don't know. Episode. We say tree instead of three. You yeah, know? but that's more of a, a, a ridiculously cute, you know, Irish... Uh, colloquialism. Like kinda, colloquialism yeah. fucking habit. Manners. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Dart, We're going to have to dearth. look into this one later on as well. Yeah, I'm not really sure how it's pronounced. I've kind of... I'm sure I've pronounced it both ways. I left the first one go... Like half an hour ago, but yeah. I was like, I can't. The second one. Go. I like how it flowed wrong... off my tongue earlier. So I said I was going to say it again. There is a real dearth <laughs> of uh, of midfield options here. So uh, an addition of a noob guy for six point five who could be scoring goals could be good. I mean, to be honest, West Ham are going to have to pick up a couple of wins here, or else get relegated. And we know that West Ham can actually score goals, you know, uh, and can beat big teams. Yeah, I think it is dearth. Uh, it is. It's a D E A R T H. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm not sure. So you're saying dirt. So I'm, I've saved you there. Could be this could be way worse. You could have like recorded this live on a podcast and it could be in people's ears right now. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I'm not I'll the one totally, stopping a podcast I'll and totally discuss the pronunciation out. of I'll totally edit this out, James. You should be able to listen. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. No, no, you should call me on my shit mid-pod. Yeah. Well, as um, I said, it was the second one. <laughs> I just didn't know how much more this would happen. I was like, if he does a third or fourth, it's even worse if I call him on the fourth one. You know, Fourth or firth. <laughs> Yeah. Fart. God, I, I hate you sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jarbone, I'm not touching. Um, yeah, I'm not touching a West Ham player. As I said, the fixtures are too bad, and when they're struggling, you don't know what Moyes is going to do. He could be introduced slowly, um, and I haven't seen him. If I'd seen him and saw him ripping up the championship, I could be like, oh yeah, I want to get on this guy. I don't know anything about him. I had to look up who he was. So. I that, think the second part of his question is uh, my favourite Oh, I nearly missed that one. I yeah. was just about to say, that is a drunk tank. But no, his second part of his question is, sum up your FPL season so far in one word. Boom. Favourite question of the week. Yeah, definitely. And uh, a real head scratch. I was thinking about this in work all day. And, really? Well, I was try- I was thinking about it. Couldn't come up with a decent word. Then I came back to oh, yeah, it. Was kind of, it was kind of constantly coming back to it between uh, tasks and work. Like, what am I going to be saying? And uh, I went with slow. Very slow start to my season, slow progress. Now it's getting there and uh, getting a bit of momentum now. It's about time, but yeah, it was a slow burn, you know, slow burning season. Needed patience. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with the word slow. Fair enough. It took you all day to come up with that. Uh, I came up with mine instantly, Jabberwocky. Oh, okay. I think that's self-explanatory. I don't think we need to go into that any further. Summing up the 2019-2020 season. You waste time. For, yeah, that Jabberwocky. There you go. So that rounds out the drunk tank. Uh, Seamus, I think it's about time we paid attention to the FPL Hangover podcast mini league. Mm-hmm. How's that been going? Yeah, it's been going good. We didn't mention it last week because it was mid-game week. The Liverpool game hadn't finished. Um, but I am proud to announce the movers and shakers of the top five this week. Uh, starting at fifth, we've got Christian Arstad. And, uh, <laughs> I can't laugh at somebody's name. That's ridiculous. Go on there. <laughs> uh, number four, we've got Anthony Clark. Oh, um, wait, wait, wait. Sorry to interrupt. I just realized I'm pouring it. So sip a beer to all of the 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 mini-leaguers. But in relation to Daily Lama's question, I'm drinking wine in his honor tonight. It's right. Alpaca wine. You're welcome. Very, very expensive. Everyone says it's the best. Uh, yeah, thank you for Daily Lama. But I'm sorry. <laughs> Go back to Arstad. <laughs> in fifth is Christian Arstad. Go on. Yeah. It's not a real Left name. <laughs> it's not a real name, Seamus. It is. <laughs> um, apologies, Christian. In fourth, we've got Anthony Clark. Nothing funny about that name. Nothing funny about that um, name. Yeah. In third, we have Connor Kelly, who was uh, has, was actually second last week, and he's fallen down to third. David Sexton, uh, former number one, has started flying back up the ranks again here, and he's up to third. And in number one, we have the ever-present there for the last number of weeks, Luke Burgess. He's still killing it. I meant to look up, see how his OR is doing this week. But he got 77 points this week. Oh, he's the same yeah, as you. He's the same as me. And he was already, he's already having a great a good season. He's still yeah. getting 77 points. That's what's mental. It's like when, like as you said, already having a fantastic season. And on a week like this, you wildcard. He didn't wildcard. Yes, man. He just fucking baited out of there. Yeah. Fair play to him. Yeah, wanker. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Ball bag. I uh, know. Fair play. Uh, he's having an unbelievable season. He's, you know, in that within touching distance of having, you know, like a 
double digit or triple digit kind of finish uh finish to the season (laughs) um yeah um but yeah bar him from next year's (laughs) (laughs) it's like no luke you can you can join the the championship version yeah Yeah. (laughs) but uh while he may be number one with 79 points rich pannons and sergeant major sherlock candy are this week's manager of the week Yes, they both had amazing game weeks, 79 points. Two more than me. I was nearly in there, Jer. Yeah. Uh, someday I'm going to be able to call myself manager of the week. But yeah, not yet. That's a long way away. Uh, Rich Pannons, they both captain Salah, obviously. Rich Pannons got there with uh, Snodgrass, 18 yeah, points. And he also had Chilwell, who scored. Probably the remnants of the double game week, yeah. though, the whole Snodgrass. You're going... True. Yeah. But um, Sherlock Candy had Mina. Yeah, got two Mina, goals. who yeah. got two goals. Yeah, Mina getting two this week. Fucking bollocks chops, Rudiger. Yeah, he getting bollocks chops. Yeah, he got two this week as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, both those, uh, both those, and uh, Sergeant Major Sherlock Candy was like rooted to the bottom of the league for quite a while, but in the last three or four game weeks, he's been rocking it up. So fair play to him. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, and manager of the week. Oof. Manager of the week, and uh, yeah, just uh, while we're here, okay, talking about some of the guys in our mini league, I want to give a big thank you to everyone who has um, sponsored me and. Uh, for a run I'm doing for the uh, two great charities in Limerick, uh, Limerick Animal Welfare and Limerick Feral Cats. So I'm running the Lim- uh, Limerick Marathon in May this year. The Great Limerick Run! <laughs> yes, well, it's going to be great uh, when I do it anyway, because I'm going to be straight into the pub afterwards. I'm off the beer until then. And that's your goal. Is like, that's get my to goal. The get to the marathon and then slurp all the beers. And then like have someone over the finish line with like a whole rick of Guinness. Yeah. Just pouring it down your gullet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, if you win that uh, German Cup, yeah. you know, you get that big, mad yeah. uh, tanker of beer. The next scene would you be would be you rushed to hospital after running a marathon. Running, running to hospital. <laughs> running to hospital, puking up Guinness as you yeah. go back. Uh, yeah, so I, I want to give a big thank you to the guys here and uh, a big thank you to FPL Chieftain who um, basically this week donated his FPL score in points in euros he's probably second it. yeah and he actually had a good week green so arrow. uh yeah he had a big green arrow he scored 65 points so that's 65 uh euros towards the uh the fund there um the gofundme page i've set up which you will find on our page pinned and, uh, to the top yep of your page it's actually. pinned to the top of my page at fpl drunk um it's also been shared on our page there i'll be continuously sharing it so um thank you uh chieftain uh also to david sexton dahi sexton who's second in our uh, mini league uh, as mentioned there a minute ago yeah he had a very generous donation too um, other thanks go to Keen Cronin Tom Ariarty Paddy Brown who's the FPL king Kyle Byrne who's FPL crypto uh, did he donate in cash or in bitcoin uh, no he donated in cash mm, yeah it's good to see that he's he's still in touch with the comment man yeah it yeah. is yeah he's not uh, yeah, I, yeah I don't know if GoFundMe accepts bitcoin we must get on to them about that because we might get more donations from Kyle then. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also had, uh, I also had donations from uh, David Small and Drew, uh, both guys from the Renegades, uh, William Drew. Sound lads. And guys, really appreciate that. Every little helps. And uh, yeah, incredibly uh, kind of you all to, to help um, with, uh, with my cause there. Like, I've got donations to these guys. My parents haven't even fucking donated to me. <laughs> Just I yet. haven't even donated. I got to go out home and I got to, like, uh, start going around with the, the tin can, the troker can. And go, come on, lads. Yeah, yeah. Get on. it in there. It's all for the cats. Yeah, but <laughs> it's not until May, so there's plenty of time. But uh, thanks for everyone who's um, donated already. And uh, training. You were already at your, like, nearly at your target, and it's not even fucking the end of January. Uh, yeah, I just set a target of, like, 300 Can you move that up once it oh, gets yes, to three? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, no, you can no. go, oh, my target was almost six. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I was, I was hoping to raise about 500, but I didn't want to put in 500 straight off the bat. But uh, yeah, like halfway there already. Oh, so, guess. but I can't continuously looking for, for stuff like that because it's going to two great um, causes. Yeah, uh, it is two, two great causes. And, yeah. you know, anything to, you know, fund you to run around Limerick for the day. I, I think that's a worthy cause. <laughs> yeah. If you just think about it, like three and a half hours of running, it's going to be. Followed by a feed of points. You're not even going to want to drink afterwards. Oh, trust me, I will. Oh, trust me. I want to. Uh, first thing I'm going to do is get her like a bougie, oh, a big, ma- you, big stop, massive burrito. Stop fucking promoting these restaurants, Seamus, who have yet to drop a goddamn dime for us, okay? Yeah. But I'm with you, and you've just kind of made me a little hungry. Mm. Wouldn't mind a burrito right now. But moving on, I think that's the Yeah, that's the, the, mini, league that's the mini league done. So a, you know that means there's only one thing left to do. Oh, yeah. It's balls to the wall. Start with last week's score. Don't we always? Yeah, we'll start with last week's score. Um, okay, you're ahead. I'm just gonna put it out there now. Uh, you... <laughs> <laughs> just gonna get this out of the way. Yeah. No. Um, you've won last week's hot shots, so you're ahead with the hot shots. Because uh, you'd first pick, you prick, and uh, you picked Salah. Obvious. Amazing score. Easy one. And Every- I was a little like I didn't actually want to pick him last week because it was so obvious. I was like, eh. Fine. It's my it's first kind pick. of the same this week with me. Um, you'll see who that he is also my first pick this week. Uh, but my picks Aguero and Aubameyang, who both I was sure both of them would do well this week. Both blanked. Both actually had great chances to score. Um, Aguero especially. Um, Aubameyang had a couple of chances, but Bernie actually proved to be quite tough. Couldn't say the same about um, Spurs. They would just let the back door open all the yeah, time. And, Aguero should have scored against yeah. Spurs. I mean, to be fair, Aubameyang actually had a couple of chances. Hmm. It was one of those performances, and I know we didn't really break down Aubameyang too much but this is the beauty of Boston World is that like I was watching it obviously I'm fucking glued to Aubameyang because he's the biggest differential between you and me right now mm. uh, you, do you have that one that I'm sure is a gift by now of him absolutely fucking fluffing that shot that he I don't know what he was trying but he was trying to stick it in the top right corner ended up just like knocking it straight uh, it was a real fucking no I don't think I've seen it. I saw his header which was close and I saw another that was his closest one it. but the one yeah the one I'm re- referencing it was uh, it was kind of shortly after he had another chance that was would have been offside this one similar enough kind of just kind of breaks the line and takes it down and you're thinking he's going to have a shot he just completely scuffs it and just drives it straight uh, but he was unmarked and my point being I wasn't disheartened I was by Aubameyang I was disheartened by Arsenal being so fucking mediocre. Yeah. But the Obama and Aguero conundrum, that's far from decided this week. No, no. But know? that's why I went to Aguero yeah. last week was because the team that Obama plays on. Not because of, you know, the player, because he's a great player. But I just not convinced that everyone thinking uh, Arteta is the new messiah is, you know, necessarily correct just yet. Yeah, um, either way, I mean, Arsenal are playing better football. Yeah. Than they were under Emery. Yeah. But I'm with you. I mean, Arteta has a lot to prove. But a man who isn't playing better football was your second pick, Antonio Martial. No. No, no, no. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Blank there for him. Um, so, yeah, you won 18 to 4. Props. Props to you. And I think I've written down here. I think that puts you 12 11 ahead now at the moment on the. Uh, Smashing it. So yeah, you're 12 11. Yeah. You're, you, that puts you back in the lead. We were level before that. Pogfada is a tie. I went with Fleck. You went with Almiron. Both got three points. Clean sheet. No attack. Uh, attacking points. Yeah. I was really hoping you that like you had a player that only got two this week. Because I knew Almiron got three. But of course I couldn't remember your pick. So yeah. I was yeah. going. Who the fuck's Green that? sheets. Uh, you went with Cahill. 
I tried to convince you to go for Tompkins. Um, did it make a difference? No, it didn't make a difference. Tompkins had a good chance to score at one stage, but he didn't. Uh, I went with Lascelles. I backed uh, Newcastle, and uh, that came true. So, Puck Fadas, you're ahead in the Puck Fadas too. You're 11-9 ahead in the Puck Fadas. There's been a few draws in that now. Um, Breen Sheets, I'm ahead on that 10-6. Uh, so but it it's is really a, all just about hot shots. It's really about hot shots and puffadas. <laughs> like, like I know, like brain sheets. I, I'm good at the brain sheets. I can nail the brain sheets. But it's the puffadas and the hot shots that are the real. At least it's closer this year. It is closer, closer this year. But, but I, I need just, to pull back another couple of puffadas. I think. Yeah, maybe if you go ahead in the puffadas, hot shots, I'll go back ahead of the mini league. Yeah, ahead of you. But uh, this week, Seamus gave me 26. Yeah. I had first pick. No, nope, I had first pick, pick and uh, basically I went with Salah. Yeah, the man scored like 16 points in each of the last two game weeks. I was actually surprised you didn't go with my first pick, which was Aguero. Uh, I thought, you know, I'm, you're surely going to captain Aguero against West Ham, no? They, no, I'm not necessarily going to. I'm probably going to captain Salah. Um, I think both have a small chance of um, being rested with Champions League. Well, City have their fixture a full week before the Champions League match. Oh, So the Champions League yeah. match is on the 17th and they play on the 12th. But this does scream of a match where basically he might start Jesus. Yeah, they, well, should be, they should be hammering West Ham. Now, I do think he will start. Um, He'll definitely feature. When Yeah. Uh, when I made my decision in my wildcard to get Aguero, I did look and I go, oh, wait, there's a winter break. So he probably is going to start. But you never know with Pep. Mm. One thing that makes me feel more confident now is he was taken off after 60 minutes in the Spurs game so he's got a bit more rest so and Jesus didn't really look too sharp when he came on so yeah but that was more of a tactical red card decision yeah, yeah. and I don't know how many games he I mean but he's been I hate to be digging up old fucking graves here but I still don't believe that Guardiola likes Aguero I think he just has been forced to recognize that Aguero is their best striker and the best striker well, look, in the league none of us like Pep so he can go do one I like Pep he's a, he's a character in himself who else is like Pep. hey Pep do you ever hear him being interviewed yes I have they ask him okay what do you think of that he just says the same fucking things every week he just goes on and is like oh we create chance after chance you know blah blah, blah. yeah but you lost again you know um, but you could do were that. you disappointed in your players like no 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 he just gets he's so defensive and he just doesn't answer any questions he's a born bastard he's great manager I just hate <laughs> listening to him interview. When I, he actually makes me angry. He actually makes me start throwing stuff around the room. He does not make you start throwing things around the room. You're not allowed to throw things around the room anymore. No, no, my wife won't let me yeah. tell. But uh, he's, uh, yeah, he's just a very frustrating manager. And he's a fucking bad loser. So that's why uh, I don't like him. And he's always benching good players. Like like Mares does really great. And he drops him out of the team for a while. Aguero, you know, he plays reluctantly. So I went with Salah. And uh, the other reason why is like, I was like, eh, Gerald, probably go Aguero. But that's fine. Then whoever he goes with, Aguero or KDB, I can have the other one. So I said I'd let you make the decision. Yeah, I went Aguero and then I had the third pick. So I also went with Aubameyang. And, uh, yeah. My picks from last week? Yeah, pretty much your exact picks. I'm hoping that like they're not. They can't surely neither both one. blank. Then neither one blank two games. Can yeah, run. hopefully no. not. So I think at home against Newcastle, who will probably be my captain, is Aubameyang. Uh, a bit of a weird one. I know I'm not entirely convinced. But uh, right now, it's feeling like i got to make some, you know, some changes to to my style of play. Mm. So Aguero and Bamiang are, are my two picks. Who was your four pick? You kind of said it there. KDB. KDB, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sense. it's the, the game is against West Ham. You expect a lot. Uh, KDB has been uh, very good at home this season. So, yeah, expect him to put him to the sword and get a bit of reaction. And you know, Do you think he's a fair captain shout this week, KDB? 
Yeah, I mean, anyone from Man City, like KDB or Aguero, I wouldn't say it's a bad shout. But I mean, when Salah is playing Norwich at home, yeah. you're thinking, and they've just had a week off, he's going to be rested. He doesn't need to be rested again in preparation. If anything, they need to be kind of match sharp for that Atletico Madrid game a week, uh, a few days later. Um, I think it depends on Mane. If Mane starts that match, I think Salah doesn't start that match. And Salah comes on and Mane goes off. Well, I think Mane definitely plays. I think they both start, to be honest. Yeah, you I think probably he plays. Would. I think he plays his, uh, his strongest team, but they could be coming off early, possibly, um, assuming they're ahead against Norwich. That's fair enough. I think it's enough uh, armchair managing uh, from us. Yeah. Uh, We're trying on. to predict the future. There's no point getting too bogged down on it. Um, yeah, so moving on there. Those are our hot shots. Uh, Puck Vadas, you would first pick this time. Yeah, and I've gone with the man that Rossi alluded to. I believe it was Rossi. Was it Rossi? Bergwin? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think uh, fucking Tom also suggested uh, Bergwin. He's making waves. He's played one match. He's got one goal. 7.5. He is 0.5% owned. So you're absolute puck fodder. Uh, yeah, I think fuck it. See what Spurs can do. They have an away match against Villa. Villa defensively man if Bournemouth are scoring against them you know like it's I don't doubt that Spurs will score against Villa I just wonder if Spurs will score enough yeah. <laughs> that's that's my my question in that we're watching so, that that'd be a good game to watch I think so we, we'll probably watch every game this uh, game week full 90 well not every, every game but like the games are so spread out that there's like uh each game is on at a time. Every game is televised on BT or Sky. Yeah. So every can, single game. every single game because there's no two games starting off. There's no like five games kicking off at three o'clock. I get you. Yeah. yeah there's like a, the options. There's a morning uh, Saturday game and then there's an evening Saturday game. Uh, then there's a, a morning Sunday game and an afternoon Sunday game kind of thing. So, so. we've no excuse then for not have, having seen all the matches next. <clears throat> next episode. I'm gonna be watching a good few of them. Um, you know, I'd probably skip next Saturday's ones. Next Saturday's ones are stupid ones. They're like Crystal Palace versus fucking, I don't know, who are they against? Uh, Crystal Palace versus Everton, mm-hmm. you know, kind of ones like that. I'm like, ugh, nil all, one all game. Probably miss it, but, but I've probably just doing Yeah, Bergwin. Uh, I've gone Martinelli against yes. Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, he's looked good, Martinelli, and Lacazette didn't have a great game the last time. With Lacazette up front, um, Martinelli was playing on the left with Aubameyang out. Aubameyang came back and kind of played on the right now they're probably I didn't really see advanced um, highlights in the match. I've heard they've been they were swapping back and over and back and forth. They were by the end. Martinelli was or Aubameyang was playing through the middle and Pepe was on the right. Yeah, so I think um, I think Lacazette could be the most likely to be dropped even ahead of Martinelli. Martinelli could easily be dropped. This is why he's a puck fodder. Yeah. He's less he's less than four percent on three point seven percent. He's only four point six. More than I thought. Yeah, he scored. Uh, did he score two weeks in a row or just one? Something. It was. I don't know if it was two weeks in a row, but either way, he. He pulled back some returns, and as you said, 4.6 is crazy cheap. Yeah, he didn't do anything in game week 25. He definitely scored in game week 24. Uh, I think he could score against Newcastle, and I think he could push out um, one of Pepe or Lacazette in the team going forward. Um, Yeah, well, Pepe's already pushed out, and as you said, I think on form, it should be maybe Lacazette that's dropped. The only thing I would say is that... uh, Yeah, yeah, it's just not... You're just not guaranteed. He could easily start Pep... Pepe play Aubameyang on the left and play Lacazette through the middle once again time will only tell that's our puck fellas and our brain sheets or yeah. and our hot shots. hot shots brain sheet time yeah uh, Egan. Egan the guy I took brought in to replace Lundstrom yeah. back in Sheffield United home against Bournemouth can't doesn't get much better than that there it's is only 4.5 yeah no I'm with you uh, against uh, Bournemouth it doesn't get a whole lot better I think the only 
fixture there, with the exception of maybe the Arsenal Newcastle match, is Southampton Burnley, and I've gone ahead and backed McCarthy. Uh, will you be starting McCarthy this week? That's an interesting question. No, I'm going to be starting Henderson. Doubling I'm, up again. I'm going to double up again. Yeah. It is uh, it is a tough one this week, so I'm not playing either of my Sheffield uh, Southampton defenders. McCarthy is going to be obviously my sub keeper, and um, Stevens is going to be my first sub. So yeah, if Traore is out, I'll play Stevens. Yeah, I get um, you. I'd like to play him, but look, Burnley have been very resilient lately, and Woods has been on fire. Um, so I do think that there there is every chance that Burnley could trouble Southampton. Um, so yeah, but it could be nil all or something like that. I think well. Southampton have been very very good defensively in terms yeah. of just you know midfield back very tight and Burnley yeah Chris Wood has been you know kind of doing bits and bobs I think they'll struggle but and that's obviously yeah. why I've gone with McCarthy yeah. so I'm it, sure I'm wrong I've watched this um, I've been watching all season I just think Sheffield United are a better defence than Southampton even though Southampton have improved and I think it's just time to just this time of the season just do your backing and just kind of go you know I I'm I like to spread the risk yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a terror for that. Spreading the risk at all, you're doubling down. No, no, but what I'm saying, I, I generally I like to spread the risk throughout the season. So I'm kind of like I never double up on players and defenders and things like that. You'll notice that's what I'm doing right now. You're I'm being aggressive. I'm being aggressive this time of the season. I'm like, no, fuck it. I'm going to back Liverpool. I'm going to go double Liverpool. I'm going to back Sheffield United. I'm going to go double Sheffield United. Um, and I hope it works. I do not hope it works, but I guess we can draw it to a close right there. That are there is our balls to the wall. Uh, I suppose we'll wrap it all up. We've done all of the things we need to do. Before I leave you, I will just say that with the winter break, we're not going to record next week. Doesn't seem to be, seem to be much point at all. There's a whole week of uh, nonsense going on in the middle. So we're basically going to come back the week after it and then we'll be able to hit you up on a full Game Week 25, Game Week 26 review and prepare for game week 27 I would like to thank you all for listening if you want to reach out to us you can send us an email at fblhangover at gmail.com more successfully I suppose would be the twitter route which is at fblhangover Seamus you're also on twitter yeah I'm at fbldrunk yes so you can again just you know bombard him with whatever you wish thanks for listening again guys I wish you all a happy winter break and a happy game week 26 May your eyes be green, guys. God bless.